This podcast is part of the Shareable Podcast Network. Learn more at shareable.fm. You are now listening to the Heroic Council. Welcome to it. My name is Jeff Gibbard, and my guest today, Heroic Council member Tim Uli. Tim, what's Look, up, man? Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's uh, great to be here. I feel like it's been a little bit. Um, it is. But, you know, I'm back. Welcome. With a vengeance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Jeff, what, what are we talking about today? Today, we're going to talk about purpose. But before we get to purpose and talking mm-hmm. about the deep conversation of purpose, I want to remind people that if they want to tune into the uh, Heroic Council and they want to recommend a guest, they want to ask a question, they want to know where they can subscribe and do all that jazz, uh, superheroinstitute.org slash heroic. That's where you get it all. It's where you can find uh, connections to all of the Heroic Council uh, members as well. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to put that out there. Wanted to make sure that people knew. Uh, but now that that's out of the way. We've done our, our fancy intro and I've done the, the whole spiel about where to, to download and such. Uh, Tim, let's talk about purpose, man. Okay. All right. Um, so, uh, where should we start? Um, all right. Well, here's some places to start. So one, uh, we're going to get like deep into this. I'm going to ask you like a whole bunch of like really deeply personal questions because I, I think you really can't get at purpose unless you're, um, unless you're getting like deeply personal. So that's the first thing. You ready for that? Am I going to cry today? A little bit. Like you have a therapist couch over there? Cause we're going to be doing that. Um, so that's the first thing. Uh, second thing is I've been reading this book. Uh, it's called the purpose revolution. And, um, I'd had it on my reading list for a while and, um, I, I don't have the two authors names offhand, uh, but it's a pretty good book, uh, talking about the sort of like the trend of millennials wanting more purpose in their work, people in general, wanting their work to mean something. And it's been a really interesting read, but what I find really, um, I don't know, I guess unsettling about the book as I go through it is that all of the case studies are like walmart and applebee's literally there's an applebee's case study in there uh ibm and like these these giant mega companies and the whole discussion about purpose there is like this it's like a really really big conversation and it's intermingled with so much complexity around you can have one business unit that's like you know exercising their purpose in a particular way and then somewhere some part of the company that's on some other side of the world is behaving in a completely different manner. So it just feels very intangible and out of reach. And I, I felt like today maybe we'd get kind of super real and super practical about the idea of purpose mm-hmm. and break it down into a level that maybe some of the people who would listen to a show like this or watch us might actually relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess where I want to start before we get too deeply into anything is like when I say purpose, like what is your purpose? When when I ask like, what is the purpose of your work? What is like your initial gut reaction to that question? Like what's what runs through your head? Um, so, you uh, prior to us uh, going live, you mentioned the difference between purpose and reason. Um, and the thing that popped in my head might actually be reason. I don't know if it's purpose. Um, so we might have to break it down. But essentially, what popped in my head was uh, a couple things. Um, number one, uh, I want to make money, or through my work, you know what I mean? So that's, that, which is probably a reason. Uh, the second thing is like, I feel like my brain works a certain way. So there's a lot of things like I can't, I don't think I can do, or at least the way most people do them. So I 
went up avenues where I feel like I could be successful in and that I could thrive based on how I operate. And that ended up taking me to the work I do now, which is in like design and content creation and stuff like that. Um, now, was, I'm not sure if any of those, if any of those take your metric of purpose. And you can tell me. Well, I think to be clear, like none of, none of any of the discussion around purpose should yeah. be filtered through the lens of like whether or not it clears my bar because I'm irrelevant. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I'm just a facilitator of a conversation here, but um, if we're going to explore the idea of purpose, I, I want to lay out some, uh, I guess, some context around what I mean by that. And you, you brought it up and I want to start with, there's a difference between the purpose for doing something and the reason for doing something. And I think a lot of the time that we use the word purpose, we kind of use those two things interchangeably. So you say like, um, you think of it almost like when you were a kid, like, you got in trouble for something. It was like, what was the purpose of doing that? Right. Mm -hmm. And it feels like you're saying, well, what was your reason for doing that? Right. Mm -hmm. And I think when we talk about uh, what is your purpose in work, people tend to kind of gravitate towards a very tangible thing of like, well, my reason is because I want to make money and because my brain functions a certain kind of way. So I feel like I can, I can do this kind of work. Um, but I would, um, I would encourage that in the discussion around purpose that we think a lot bigger than reasons and we think more in terms of purpose and in terms of purpose what i mean is we're looking at the timeline in a different way when we talk about reason we're talking about a short timeline you did this thing what was the purpose right what was the purpose meaning reason that's a short-term way of thinking about when i talk about purpose in business i'm thinking what is the existential reason that you do a thing like outside of even your lifespan why do you do a thing? So I guess, let me phrase the question a completely different way. Tim, what do you want to leave behind after you're gone? Uh, I'm, I'm, Jeff, I'm having a lot of deeper thoughts right now. So I don't know if there's going to be anything much. All right, well, going. let's narrow but it in. Yeah, 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 okay. You, you do, you spend your day in different ways, creating websites, doing user experience, strategy yeah. and research. Yeah. Uh, you, you, conceptualize videos, you edit, you know, you have a lot of different creative endeavors you're involved in. And if you were to think on the, the kind of the small scale purpose reason mm -hmm. conversation, you would say, I do that because I'm good at it and I can make money with it and people need what I offer mm -hmm. on the larger scale on the, what do you want to leave behind that begins to beg the questions of what sort of companies do you want to work with? How do you want to help them? What do you want to see them accomplish? What do you want your legacy to be of the work that you've done? And it's a really big question. So if you find yourself feeling like, oh my God, that's confronting and overwhelming, it is because we're literally asking you to confront your own mortality and imagine a world after you're no longer here and an impact left behind. It's a really big conversation. So when I talk about purpose, when I sit down with a brand, when I sit down with an individual, when I sit down with myself and I try to think like, what the hell am I doing and why am I doing it? Mm. Like that's the level when I'm talking about purpose that I'm, I tend to be thinking of. Okay. All right. Um, so if that's the case, um, this is a hard question. Uh, okay. So, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this from a bit of a Taoist approach here. Okay, so I am totally comfortable with the idea of existing to exist and mm -hmm. just doing to do. So I'm comfortable with the idea of like places that I can make an impact, 
I will try to make an impact in those places. And I, but I, I, I view as like my potential for like a grander like impact in the world is I, I feel like that's relatively limited. And I think I'm okay with that. Um, and which is why like when this question came up, my thoughts are like, I'm doing the reason, I'm doing the things, I do the things that I do in the life because I was placed in a certain place and these are the options available to me. And I'm exploring to see which ones I think make me happy. And I feel like that's a little bit of a selfish kind of, that might be a little selfish, but that's kind of like a little, that's kind of how I approach things. Does that make sense? It does. And I think, you know, you started it out and kind of framed it with the, the, you know, the Taoist approach to things. And you said, um, you know, the sort of like the the going with the flow of life and that the the purpose could just be to experience what it is that you're doing in real time and it doesn't necessarily need to leave something behind um so that could very well be your purpose is you know the idea that you do the work that you do because it makes you feel like you are going with the flow that feels right with you like you're going with the dow in this particular example yeah exactly so so i yeah. and i and i think what's important about that is that that presents um sort of I wouldn't say a conflicting, but an alternative um, context to like the, your life has to have some grand ambition and meaning and legacy that you leave behind. And by Uh, the way, that's super cool. Like for instance, I could see myself getting in a place in my life where I'm like, suddenly I'm like, Oh, I could accomplish this thing that I didn't think was accessible before. And suddenly it's potentially accessible. So suddenly now like I have purpose because I can see my ability affecting this thing. You know what I mean? Like I have certain things that I'm passionate about in my life um, and uh, and that I would like to see positively change. And if I saw a potential avenue where I could positively affect change in one of these avenues, I would, I think I would aggressively go down that route. Um, I think oftentimes like a lot of people, um, myself included, can sometimes feel a little demoralized because we feel like, you know, we're, we're like kind of like a, you know, stick with the Taoist metaphors like we're kind of like a, a, a drop of water in the ocean um and our ability to affect the currents is minimal to non-existent you know what i mean um so that's why i kind of like have have kind of like adopted i don't know adopted but i try to i try to not put too put much pressure on myself you know what i mean to change the world sometimes Okay, so outside of changing the world, let's pretend now that we're not looking at like the scale okay. of all humanity all right. and and global, but like, um, and I was actually going to ask you this when in the beginning you were kind of like looked like you were mulling through it was yeah. if we break it down into some really really small pieces, you imagine the work you do with one client, for instance, mm-hmm. when you think about what the outcome you want, like the the bigger outcome, not just like the project goals, mm-hmm. but like. What do you want people to have felt working with you? What do you want um, your sense of self? How do you want that to have developed by way oh, of that's, yeah, that's and question. and 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 in each individual project, is there is there some criteria that you choose your projects and select the projects that you take outside the ones that come your way? But when you choose where you de- dedicate your time, energy, and passion, um, is there something there that you have an ambition and a hope that your work makes a difference in yeah so um and and me and you have talked about this a little bit in the past where you know i've been attracted to doing creative work since i was um in high school and uh and uh like the challenge for me was always like i want to make things that i think are really cool you know what i mean like and that could mean like 
really cool looking or like 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 uh, or moving or like have like some kind of like emotional effect on the person who's who's like taking it on its input um and the problem that i always kind of had was like well how can i make a living doing this how can i provide enough value to people and businesses so they pay me to do this thing um and so i it's always been important for me to know that my clients who i'm walking away from uh have about like take take away a lot of value from the work that i do um if i leave a project and i feel like the client doesn't feel like the work that i've done has really impacted their life or business um in some way that's um that 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 could that could be a little demoralizing for me personally you know um so like i i always have been tried to frame the work i do and execute it in a way that i feel really confident that somebody will walk away and be like oh wow my business is really positively affected by that or my personal my my personal life was affected by positively by the work that you did here so, uh, and we just got a comment from Jack that I'm going to address in just one second. Yeah. But um, as you were going through that, it actually brought up something for me that I have a, a draft of a blog post about this particular topic. But one thing that I think is a really critical factor in identifying purpose is that I think in order to truly discover your purpose, you have to find something that you care about enough that you are willing to sacrifice profit for. As an example, Patagonia recently pulled out of Jackson Hole because they were hosting an event with Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, Matt so, Gaetz. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they were basically like, yeah, we're not down with that. We're out. Stop selling our stuff. Mm -hmm. Don't buy from us. Mm -hmm. And most of the time when I see corporations involved in any sort of like purpose-driven work, I think to myself, that's great PR, but you know, put your money where your mouth is. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think that's actually the appropriate phrase there because when you put your money where your mouth is, when you are willing to walk away from profit, which is the you know, existential imperative of every business, that's when you discover really what is something that you are purpose driven about. So a lot of things that you've talked about here, um, and I think this relates to, to Jack's comment that I'm going to put up on the screen in a moment. But um, you're talking a lot about delivering value for the client, you're talking about, you know, did it impact their business, you're talking about things that are very much framed and contextualized in the world of business. And I, I realize we're talking about business. But when you think about your work outside of anything related to the finances of it. When you think of it outside of related to the money it makes your clients, the money it makes you, the money it saves your clients, the money it saves you, anything outside of something that's related to capital, but instead related to something that can't be quantified in terms of capital, can you think of anything that you want from your work that that isn't about that business relationship, but it's about something kind of more human? Yeah. Uh, okay, so I just want to, throw out there like um when i was describing what i do like i i want to make money off the things i do so i could do it more you know what i mean yeah number one i want to throw that out there like also i'm going to put jack's comment up on the screen because i think it's a really helpful one yeah absolutely um and then the next thing i'd say is like i feel pretty confident that i could make more money doing a lot of different things you know what i mean than what i'm doing right now and uh and not only that but even in what i do now if I did it in a different way, I could probably also make more money. You know what I mean? So even in the even in the areas that I work, I feel pretty confidently that I could structure my business in a way that would make more money. But I, in the end, of, at the end of the day, I would be probably substantially less satisfied. Um, and and uh, and like just to give some examples, like I'm personally really motivated by um, by 
doing consistently doing new things um, and, and learning new things and including new uh, new techniques and other things into my work. Um, and the idea of just building, for instance, a template that I could like just copy and paste over and over and over again and charge like a fee and I could do those quickly and it would be really time saving. Um, like I has always been something that, that I, that I had a really hard time with. I'm not saying I'm, I'm like, I never do that or I'm not opposed to doing it in the future, but it's like, I've always avoided that, um, in the search of novelty. Because I'm like really, really, really motivated by novelty and and learning. Um, so a lot of I feel like I have personally sacrificed a decent amount of revenue just because I really love learning. You know what I mean? Whether that's in the design space or spaces outside of the work that I do, and also just like the kinds of work I do, oftentimes end up being in not super profitable areas in the past. Um, like, uh, like for instance, I used to shoot a lot of stuff in fitness and in food, and there's not really a lot of money in those areas, but it was something that I, I, I always really enjoyed doing, especially, um, in the beginning of my work. And so that was some, that was a line that I pursued consistently, despite like, you know what I mean? Those companies typically not having a lot of a high spend on a lot of the projects that they did. So, uh, to Jack's point here, this is very much talking about where does purpose come from? And there's people often will struggle with the external influences of what people are telling them their purpose should be or trying to call out, oh, that's what your purpose is or whatever versus the thing that you kind of uncover internally. And I would argue, and Jack, thank you for the uh, the comment. I would argue that all purpose is entirely uh, driven by the individual. Each individual is accountable for and is the only person who can really define what their purpose is. So the conversation that we're having, the digging that we're doing, is not so that ultimately I can say, ah, I've discovered your purpose, yeah. but they're all questions leading you to continually question and uncover and get more clear about the purpose of your work, of your existence. Because I think also the other things that your purpose and work is an extension of your purpose in your life in many ways, because it's something that is much bigger than again, the reason, like the reason that you do work a certain way is because of something, but the purpose of your work is part of something more. So you talk a lot about doing new things. You talk a lot about finding things that excite you. You talk about things like um, learning uh, new things and like challenging yourself, right? So not just doing new things, but learning new things, challenging yourself, growing. So there's something there that all kind of ladders up to this bigger, bigger purpose, and you're doing it through your work but for you, it fulfills some bigger thing that that may extend into your life and in your work. And it sounds to me something along the lines of, you know, what you had said at the beginning about like, you know, the Taoist perspective of living your life is like your life being a journey of discovering the things that you want to do and growing and self-actualizing and all of that. Um, so I, I guess. I was going to say, I was going to say it could just be ADD, you know. <laughs> yeah. I chase the dopamine, man. I chase it. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. But but let me ask you this. So this came. This was a thought that uh, came up for me uh, as you were talking about some of the things. Is you know you talked about learning new things and you talked about working on cool stuff. Is I think how you exactly phrased it. Like what excites you about learning new things? What excites you about taking on new challenges of having to learn how to do a new thing? What what is a cool project? You know what I mean? Like, what? how do you define that? So when you look at those different questions, like, why are those things important to you, I guess, is the underlying question. Well, I mean, just like working on complex problems is generally um, just like, like a, I just 
feel like it makes me feel satisfied. You know what I mean? Like I like I want like it makes me feel valuable, makes me feel satisfied. Um, Can I ask you why? Uh, I'm gonna say, like once again, I'm gonna probably refer back to like my brain chemistry on that. Like um, also like probably like you know like pe- like I think it's intrinsic to every human being to feel valuable. You know what I mean? So um, I feel like if like generally a lot of mental health issues come out of people's inability, like not feeling valuable in their lives or not feeling valuable in their company, not feeling valuable in their families. You know what I mean? Like, I feel that's where, where a lot of like stress, anxiety and fear and shame and all that stuff comes from. So like, you know, when I'm working on a complex project for a client who needs what I, what I'm doing, like I feel valuable, you know what I mean? And that, and that kind of like, that weirdly makes me feel safe. You know what I mean? Because we live in a society. Uh, and, uh, and it's important for, I, I think it's like important for everybody within that society to feel like they're valuable because if they feel valuable, then they feel like they're part of that society and they're not going to, you know, be exiled into, uh, onto a desert island. Completely agree with all that. Yeah. Going to drill in a little bit. So it. you could very easily find clients in which giving them a template, copy, paste, copy, paste over and over charging a fee is valuable to them. There's a specific type of value that you chase which is in doing something new and novel and allows you to grow and challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. So there's a specific type of value you're looking to create. So the person that's coming to you with a problem is looking for you to solve it. And your method is to find something that's new and novel and probably challenging to you. That's unique. That gives mm-hmm. you a chance to put your unique thumbprint on it. And part of it, you know, w- that we've kind of gone back to a couple of times that you have a certain type of brain chemistry, but I'm going to push you to answer the question. What does it say about you to solve a problem in this new and challenging way? What is the story that you are either telling to yourself or to other people when you choose to solve a problem in that particular way, that that's the way you choose to create value? Uh, it doesn't, wait, doesn't that go back to what I just said where it says that I need to feel value? No, 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 no. That, that is the reason potentially. Yeah. Going deeper, what is the what is the outcome story of that? That you chose to do something in a new and unique unique and creative way, that you were valuable to them because you did it in that way. The the crux of this is that you chose to do it in that unique way. What does it mean that you did it in that unique way and not in the templated way? Why is it important to do it that particular way? Yeah, Why, I, I I don't think like I I don't think I have a satisfying answer for that because like if like the reason why I choose to do that stuff way probably like kind of predates where I'm at right now in my life. And I don't think it's like a super rational thing. Um, Like for instance, like I like to, I want to do something new and that I, I would prefer to do something new. That would, you know, what I mean, like maybe shake up people's perception of how something can be done, because uh, my perception from when I was younger is that that is what needs to happen in order to to be like like valuable over the long term and indispensable. You know what I mean? Like, so um, I don't necessarily agree with that anymore. But I'm, but just because like that's kind of like my behavioral pattern. That's kind of. Um, I, I, I know this isn't really going in that, in the direction of like, oh, like I have a deeper purpose or whatever, but I, I, I would just draw these lines back to like some insecurity in my past, uh, you know, more or less. Yeah. yeah. I, so one thing I just want to be cautious of 
as we're talking about this is yeah. that like whatever the reason is yeah that that your purpose is the way it is or that you behave a certain way or that yeah. like you come to this thing does not invalidate it right so it could be from a past trauma it could be from you know crap you went through in your childhood it could go through like one teacher you happen to have in like grade school or college that like shook things up for you and you mentioned shaking up people's perception as being important to you because I think somewhere inside of you, you believe that that's something that needs to happen. That we can't stay static, that we have to move things forward. True. So what I'm seeing in some of the things that you're saying is that by doing new things, by presenting new options, not just giving people cookie cutter things, you're looking to advance people's thinking. You're looking to make sure that yeah. they don't get stuck in the same ways of doing it. So yeah. something there is still important to you, mm -hmm. whether it came from some non-rational place at some point in time is, is not really... Uh, it's not really relevant to whether or not you have a certain purpose. Now, if you look at that and you say, okay, well, I actually don't think it's important to shake people's perception. Yeah. Then, then we have a different conversation on our hands and you get to kind of think through like, where do you want to go and why do you do it still? Does it still serve you to do it that way? Well, let me, let me like, so for instance, I was working and I actually, uh, I was helping this weekend, uh, Sarah, um, redesign one of the pages on her sites to um to you know be more effective at what it is because she's trying to push her like you know her power hours that um, we were working on and uh so i went through you know what i mean and i helped her redesign the site and a lot of that was actually like me just using like like what i know is best practices in developing a landing page you know what i mean and like i definitely inputted my own like aesthetic preferences to a way that I thought made it look a little bit more cleaner and a little bit more approachable and easier to read. But, um, but in general, I was just doing what I know works, you know what I mean? And what I know works is like from research and stuff. And actually I do feel like I've, I've shifted over the years, um, which like, which said something like, cause for instance, like me and you have talked recently about starting a business, you know what I mean? For developing certain things for clients. And an important part of that business is its scalability, right? Our ability to to work on multiple projects at once, and um, and 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 use templates and stuff like that. So I am like kind of like like relaxing on the like I always everything always needs to be like hyper, like um, novel. You know what I mean? Like every project that I do has to be novel all the time because like now I'm actually shifting my perspective a little bit. Is I think there's like this this blend of novel and um, novel and and reusable that kind of needs to like come together um because like for instance like if you're going on a website like you need to be able to recognize how to interact with that website or else the website doesn't really do anything for you but it also needs to be different enough for like for it to be stimulating and for you to be on that side and be like hmm, i like this that's interesting you know what i mean and, and keep you going down the like user flow of that website so like, I, I really think like, so I think my thinking is evolving a little bit more to be like, we need both. We need like, we need something that's tried and true, reliable, and that makes people feel comfortable. But you also need this nice blend of like, oh, there's, there's enough things that are really novel on this that'll keep me really engaged while I'm experiencing it. And I think like, that's the perfect, um, the perfect blend. I remember reading this book like a long time ago. It was like, this is your brain on music. I feel like we may or may not have talked about it, but they were talking about like, like what's like the perfect, um, what hits people. Like, you know, when you hear a song and you're in for the first time 
and but you hear it and it's like wow this song is amazing and it's like the first time you ever heard it and um and generally what what's going on there is your brain is both hearing things that are very familiar and and comforting but also things that are novel in the, within the same song you know what i mean mm -hmm. so your brain is being stimulated but also comforted by 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 elements of the song that it recognizes and i think that's a lot of the ways people people work and i guess what i'm getting to is that um i like to be right about things and i'm always trying to like i i i, I hope that i'm trying to you know always improve my perspective so i can one like I mean, like, so I can like better serve the people around me. I'm like, I say clients. It's, it's interesting because yeah. we've had so many conversations about this and yeah. I feel like what happens when we have this conversation is we often get stuck in, um, I recently was learning about, there are basically three different ways that people relate to their work, right? Mm -hmm. There's, they think of it as a job. They think of it as part of a career. They think of it as a calling, right? Like those are three different ways. A job is something like, you're like, whatever, it's a job. Yeah. Uh, a career is like, oh, well, this job is part of a stepping stone into a larger part of my career. And then a calling is like, this is what I was meant to do, regardless of where I am in the process. Right. Yes. And I tend to feel like when we have this conversation and I feel like we haven't really broken through and gotten to purpose for you yet, because we never seem to get through in my estimation from like, at least in my own feeling of satisfaction in the conversation of getting through to like, what is Tim's calling? But I'm always very clear about how, what you're doing at any given point from when I've known, from when I first met you to now, how it fits into your career, like where this is as a stepping stone to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, but in the context of how it serves a customer, how it serves your financial stability or whatever. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever really gotten to the point where I can clearly articulate and understand what is the thing that like Tim is like super. And I guess, I guess the way I, maybe we can get to it with this question, Tim, if, if all of the skills that you're learning, like imagine the aggregate of all the skills you're going to learn over the next 40 years, mm -hmm. imagine I could give them to you like right now. All of the ones, like every single one you would learn organically, the one that you would want to go and get. If I can give them to you right now and you would then be capable of doing absolutely anything that you could set your mind to with the skills you would acquire in your lifetime, what would you be doing tomorrow if you had all of the skills? If I had all the skills, what would I be doing tomorrow? Um, that's actually, oh, that's a good way to put it. Um, so let's see if I had like, okay, if I had all the skills and I could apply them in any way I wanted, uh, and let's say like resource wasn't really a, an issue. Um, I would probably like to be working on in something tangentially related to tackling global warming. Yeah, ideally, I guess. Interesting. So, yeah. I, I, and I was not expecting that because I was expecting you would say that you would just start making movies. Oh. That, nah, that, yeah. Well, I mean, like when I was younger, I probably would have said that. But like, I guess, I guess here's the thing, like... Um, I, I like when we're talking about purpose, like I don't personally like necessarily believe in purpose. Like, I, like, I, like I, 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 um, yeah, I, and, and I could like, I'm, I'm more than open to be change, change on this. I, I'm like, for instance, if somebody gave me a, uh, said like, oh, this pill exists and you can essentially like, you know, remain the same age forever and live forever. You know what I mean, you should take this pill once a month or something like that, and, and you don't have to worry about aging or something like that. Like, I would take it, 
And I would take it because, like, I don't think I would ever get bored. I don't even remember the last time I was bored, to be quite honest. Like, and, and I really like, like, I really like, like, collecting new information and seeing how the world works and da 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 And I could do that, like, forever, I think. You know what I mean? It's possible. You know what I mean? Like, a billion years from now, I'm like, all right, I'm done. You know what I mean? But, like, in general, I, um... I, I like I don't want to die because I don't want I want to see how everything ends. You know what I mean? Like I want to see how the story unfolds and blah 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 and like and but like if I like never like had a purpose during that time, I think in general I'd be fine. I'm not saying like you know like if there's a cause that I could donate my time to, I wouldn't because there are things that are important to me. Like I mentioned global warming because like I feel that's like a threat to the happiness and survival of like literally everybody on earth so like i feel like that's like important to everybody that i know you know what i mean and everybody who i don't know so like it seems like if i had the time and resources that would probably be where i'd like spend my most time like probably and that would probably be along the lines of like trying to figure out ways to convince people that it's real and urgent and that we need to do something about it like literally yesterday or not literally yesterday but like 20 years ago um uh yeah, so I, I um, yeah, so I, I guess like, in a sense, like I don't think like when I think about purpose, I don't think like, hmm, like my purpose is to be a filmmaker or my purpose is to be a, you know, um, scientist or or a designer or anything. You know what I mean? Like, like I just feel like my the thing that I want to do is just explore things and try things and um, and experience new experiences and. Um, and if I continue doing that till the day I die, I probably die pretty heavy. I mean, so, yeah. It, so the thing about that that I just want to poke at you about is like, yeah. imagine for a second that it has nothing to do with what you get from it. Yeah. And imagine for a second that your purpose for existing and working and doing everything was about an impact to others. <laughs> How would that change your answer then? Like if if your answer could not include an I statement, if it purely was about how you impact and touch other people. I mean, you're you're one of the uh you're one of the most profoundly likable people I know in my world. And you're very easy to get along with, and you're kind and you're thoughtful, and you have all of these qualities to you. And those are those are things that you maybe do naturally, but they are ways that impact other people in your way of being in the world. So when you extend that into the way that you work, the type of creativity you bring to it, all those things, that makes an impact on the people you work with in some way. And you talked about shaking up their perspective. I'm wondering if there's a connection between shaking people up and your desire to continue learning that maybe that's passing that along in some way. But I, you know, when we talk about the purpose conversation, it's important to to make sure that we're delineating that we're not talking about that this is a thing that exists and you're there to try and discover it. It's you're there to define it. You're there to analyze your conditions. Think about the, the grander ambition. It, you know, if we're taking reason and giving it all capital letters, then I guess we can call it purpose, but mm -hmm. you know, the big why behind all of it, um, because without it, I, I, I guess um, all I see is, is a lot of things that you really like, but I, <laughs> I keep, I keep, I keep looking for like, I know there's something there that you want to make as an impact. And well, Jeff, I, I, this might be a little awkward because uh, it's on a podcast, but this may be the day that you realize that Fred Tim is actually a psychopath. 
Okay, so so this is kind of like like my perspective on how I operate, and I think I think everybody operates this way to some extent, but like I, I feel pretty confident that at least I operate this way. I think like for instance, like I like I want to be happy. You know what I mean? Because all I know is that I exist and that, you know what I mean? Like I feel happy, sad, I suffer, I don't suffer, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I know that having other people in my, um, in my orbit who, who interact with me and the fact that they're happy and feel safe and stable makes me happy. You know what I mean? Like if everybody around me was feeling really unstable all the time and really stressed out and consistently unhappy, then I would be unhappy because it's really difficult to be happy when your support system is, in, is constantly like stressed and anxious and, and in fear and stuff like that. So, um, so for me personally, like I, for instance, want to improve people's lives because I know if more people around me uh, are having better lives, then that that positively impacts my life. You know what I mean? Like, not cliche, but like you know, rising tides. What's that saying? Like rising tides, rising raise tides raises all boats. Raises all boats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Along, along those things. Like, I, I mean, because, like, you know, at the end of the day, like, when we talk about purpose or meaning, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think, like, for instance, like, I don't think everybody needs to be happy all the time, but I think everybody needs meaning and needs to feel valuable. You know what I mean? And, um, and some people, their meaning is their children. You know what I mean? Because children don't make you happy all the time. You know what I mean? They make you very stressed and uncomfortable a lot of the time. You know what I mean? Sometimes even angry. But the fact that you, a lot of people seem to take a lot of meaning, despite the fact that kids are very difficult and they choose to do something that's extremely difficult and sometimes very painful, you know what I mean? Like, uh, indicates that there are more important things than happiness. Um, I, um, yeah, no. So, so I, I, I guess I, I don't look at, I don't, I don't think like. I feel like my purpose is to positively impact the world in this way. I think like the closest I'll get is my purpose is to try to support my community the best I can because I know by supporting my community, it will improve stability in the lives of the people around me and, uh, and people won't feel isolated and therefore like I'll have connections, they'll have connections, we'll all be more stable and happy and have better meaning in our lives. Yeah. See somewhere in there, I feel like is a purpose statement of some sort, you know, and, and I don't yeah, know if it yeah. necessarily comes back to the the work, but I, I do feel like in there we've got, you know, there's a bundle of different things that you've said in there that could lead back to a central defining thing. And, and just to kind of like level set and recenter the entire conversation, like mm -hmm. you don't have to have a purpose to like lead a meaningful life. You don't have to discover your business purpose to like run a successful business, like none of that. I think the importance of having the conversation is that when you do define what is the thing that is driving you, when you uncover, like, what is your purpose? What are you after? What's your calling? What's the thing that's going to get you out of bed every single day? Um, I do think that it's a powerful motivator and a powerful focusing, um, you know, uh, catalyst for you. You know, like I, I have very, very clear purpose for why I yeah. do what I do. And I feel yeah. like when I get lost, when I get a little bit scattered, um, it's really helpful to kind of bring me back towards that thing that like, that's what I'm here to do. And that's what I'm after. So 
I don't think you have to, but I think it's in, and in no, an organization. I, 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 yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. You were saying. And in an organization, I think the reason it's important, and, and this is going back to kind of like tying it back from like the little guy all the way to these IBM, Walmart, Applebee's examples yeah. in the book, is that um, an organization will try and create a purpose, but it has to be able to align with each individual's purpose for it to be meaningful, right? So like you can't align... You, you can't say like, these are our organizational values and then hire people with vastly different values, right? Like the goal yeah. is to try and find what are people's values? What are the company's values? And where is their overlap and alignment in them? And I think the same thing is true with purpose. Like if your purpose as an organization is to um, ensure that every human being has access to clean drinking water, like if, if there's nothing in your employee's purpose that's about, you know, making the world a better place, helping people who are disadvantaged or whatever those things are, that person might not be the right fit at your organization. At the same time, if your purpose is about like, you know, we're going to build the the biggest and most successful financial services company in the world. If you don't have people that are competitive and, and all of the different things that are in their purpose about striving and winning and domination and things like that, then it's not going to be a good fit. So it's important to have the purpose discussion because I think it gives you something deep to connect people to people and organizations to people. Um, and that alignment can help you move quickly and actually help you weather uh, through the tough times uh, because you have that kind of common purpose and that common place that you're going. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, no, that makes total sense. Uh, like in the same way that like it's important to straighten out your to-do list at the beginning of the week because like if you don't know what you're doing that week, then it's really hard to accomplish anything. Like, oh, yeah, I mean yeah, on yeah. a much smaller scale, but yes, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, that, that makes total sense. And, and actually, like, now that you mention it, like, if, like, let's say, like, even me just, like, walking through that, like, oh, like, what is it, like, I, I, I feel like um, knowing that I, that I feel like how I feel about, like, you know, just, like, everybody around me having stable, healthy lives, you know what I mean? Like, uh, that's something I should probably think about, like, oh, Am I legitimately lending to that as efficiently and as smartly as I could be? You know what I mean? Yeah. If, that, if that's something that I, I truly believe. You know I mean? So like you can build websites for anybody. You can create yeah, yeah. videos for anybody. But if your purpose was like, I want to create a world in which nobody feels alone and has a support system around them, you know, that would change things. Or if you said like, I want to create a world in which people realize that they can shift their perspective at any moment and grow into a new way of seeing the world. Wait, like, no, the, the thing, I guess the thing is when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, what I want to do for work is separate than what like that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to do that for, I don't think I want to do that for work. I'm, I, I guess like if I had the opportunity so, to combine these I guess, two things. Cool, yeah, I guess like, you present as a binary. Yeah, like, your yeah, work yeah. could help you accomplish a thing that's deeply meaningful to you, or it could be completely separate from it. Yeah. And either way, assume that you could make the same amount of money or that, you know, you could spend your time, however you're going to do it. If that work could contribute towards something that you think is deeply meaningful and, and important in the world, why wouldn't you put your time and energy towards doing work that also helps to feed into that purpose? Yeah. 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 I, I guess I just don't like, I, I'm sure it exists. I don't know where that intersects with the kind of work I do. You know what I mean? And that I legitimately enjoy doing, you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. Helping Sarah organize her thing was legitimately a pleasurable experience. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. yeah. But again, like, I think this is that uh, the conversation I'm saying about like the calling versus the career. And I think that there's just a, a slight shift there in how you think about it that will actually reveal it at some point for you. And, and yeah. not saying that you have to yeah. do it, 
but um, saying like, you've kind of found a little bit of a thread that it looks like you may want to pull on a bit um, and that there's something there. And even in that work with Sarah, there's like the work itself, like the actual tactical hands-on things that you're doing, which can be very, you know, best practice and this and that, but there's something underneath there about the relationship you have with Sarah and why you chose to help her and what it means to you specifically to help. Well, her. I think, I think this you know is a really I mean? good example is because for instance, like, Sarah shot us an email where she just put that page. So I know personally that um, it would be positive for both Sarah and I, you know what I mean, if if I help Sarah with this thing. Because, you know, I could deepen my relationship with Sarah in some context, you know what I mean? And, and in her, you know what I mean? And I could provide some value to her because she's provided me value in the past, you know what I mean? So, um, so I guess, I guess, you know, um, at least in my business relationships, I already do that to some extent. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's probably something there about, um, you know, just the type of business environment that you would ultimately like to see. Like if all business yeah. relationships were conducted in this particular way, that's partly the way that you're conducting yourself is that you're modeling the type of business relationships you would like to see more of. So anyway, I would just encourage you to tinker with it a little bit more, play with it, think of it. We've had a lot of conversations on this, but yeah, um, yeah. it's certainly worth it. And and for anybody out there listening, um, the conversation around purpose, what I generally advise is this, and, and this is kind of how I stumbled upon purpose. So I'll give you that the short version of it. But um, on my last day of high school, my mother got into a catastrophic car accident. Uh, she spent nine hours in the operating room, bunch of uh, pints of blood, saved her life. Uh, and her life was never the same. She went through, you know, two or three weeks in a coma, a bunch of rehab came out and she, she, you know, lived for the next 20 years or so. Uh, but with great disability, her life changed in an instant. And I think about that day all the time mm -hmm. because in an instant, her life changed, my life changed, my stepfather's life, changed, everybody's life changed in an instant. And it gave me a real sobering look at the reality that like your life can change in an instant. You're not guaranteed a tomorrow. You're not guaranteed next week. And all of the things that you think that you have time to do, you don't know if you have time to do them. So what's really important to you? And as a kid who grew up with a Superman poster on my wall, tying red capes to my neck, uh, red towels to my neck and pretending it was a cape and, you know, uh, you know, going through the motions of pretending I was a superhero for me, it was always very, very important to like do the right thing and stand up for what was right. And also as a kid who got bullied when I was really little, I never wanted people to feel unsafe or wanted people to feel scared or, or uh, somebody who was weak to be uh, without protection. You know what I mean? So for me, the whole superhero thing came together with the idea that life is short and I see so many problems out in the world. And I think to myself, the world will be better off with more superheroes out there with more protection, more self-sacrifice, more compassion, more caring, more empathy. Those are all things that I want to see in the world. So I want my work to be part of my contribution to help create a world that has more of that, that has more people willing to protect others, that has more compassion, that has more empathy. And I'm doing it in the way that I'm doing it with the understanding that I may not have 30 more years to do this. I might have till next week. You know what I mean? I, you never know. So that's where the urgency comes from. So I think of my purpose I, I came upon my purpose. Like I went through all these machinations over the years to understand why I'm here to do what I do and why I do what I do because I confronted more, uh, mortality. I confronted the idea that I'm not always going to be here. And then when I think about what I want to leave behind more than anything, I just want to leave behind a better, safer, kinder world. And 
I thought about how to go about doing that. And that's why I'm doing the different things I'm doing now. It doesn't necessarily mean that this is what I will always do, but I think that the purpose, what I'm out to achieve, what I'm out to try and create in the world, whether it be how I raise my daughter, how I interact with people in my network, uh, the type of work I take on, it's all basically in service of this. And it came from that moment of realization. Um, and it just took a while to get there. So I would encourage anybody that if you're looking to get there and get yourself in that mindset, you really got to confront the idea that you're not always going to be here and that you can leave something behind. And if you're going to leave a legacy, try and think what that's going to be. And you don't have to do that. You can also say, I don't care. I've met people who are like, I go to work, I get my paycheck, I come home and I hang out with my family. And that's what I want to do. And I love playing video games. And I'm like, that's dope. As long as you're like clear that that's what you want and you, you make that choice and that's great. Also video games are awesome. Jeff, this was a very heavy episode. Super heavy, right? Like we really went there. Happy Monday guys. Yeah, man. Oh, wow. It is Monday. Crap. Um, well, okay. So this is the end of the episode. We talked about purpose being Tim. We, we went there, mm -hmm. we dug deep. I think we made progress. I don't know. And hopefully the people listening got something out of it. So, um, you know, Come back for another episode of the Heroic Council. Next week, we're going to be talking about... Bop, Nothing, because it's Labor Day. Oh, and... that's right. We're off next week. Yeah. Uh, the following week, we're talking about priorities and progress with uh, Katie Wussow. I think I said her name right. Wussow. Um, and that's going to be with uh, Sarah and Parshell. Uh, you and me, Tim, we're off for the next two weeks. So hope you got your fill of Jeff and Tim, because we're not coming back for a little bit. Not until the future of creative work, I think. Yeah. That's on September 20th. Oh, be so cool. yeah, it's going to be a good one. You, me and Parshel, yeah. we're going to, we're going to go deep on that. So thank you all who tuned in and listened live. And for those of you who listened after the fact, we think you're really great. Also tell people about it. That's that. Say bye, Tim. Bye guys.